Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN, it's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. It is a stunning day in Perth. We're heading for a top of 26, 29 tomorrow, 26. The sun is out. There's blue sky. I saw it rise up over the east. It was a beautiful orange haze coming from over on the eastern seaboard. And we're in the Toolkit Depot studio. Scotty Cummings, good morning. Morning. Doesn't need to be up. The sun doesn't need to be up. It, you know what it's doing every morning now that it's up at quarter to five? It makes me feel like I'm running late to work. <laughs> it was very bright like, this morning. Late. Very, very bright this morning. How was your weekend, Scott? Um, it was good. Yep, that's good. It was it was okay. Had a bit of a oh, hang on. disappointment yesterday. Oh, well, what happened? Did you go to the... Are you, that's right, you were going to the Rockingham Cup. No, no, the, no. I was... I um, cancelled that? No, no, well, there was a schedule clash. I really want to go to the Rocking Cup. You were in Park where the big music festival nah, was on? No, no, I was going to... Margaret River. Somersault at Rottnest. I won raffle tickets, right? I've never won a raffle in my life, guys, ever. And I won tickets at my daughter's primary school Father's Day breakfast. Won the raffle. Well, there's, there's two amazing parts. One, you won the raffle, and two, you bought a ticket. Yeah, well, I bought, like, lots of tickets, right? And, uh, and won it. <laughs> and I won two tickets <laughs> with ferry rides. To Rottnest, November 13. It's a ferry, not a fairy. Ferry. What did I say? A fairy ride. No, no, I was flying out. It's a magic trip. <laughs> and, and to see Pete Murray and Birds of Tokyo at, Rot, at, at Rottnest at the pub. So excited. Playing Namesy, we're heading off. We're going to have a great day. I got an email that I saw at about 9am yesterday morning that... Um, Unfortunately, your ferry's been cancelled. 12.30 ferry, cancelled. I went, you can, and you can either get on the 10 o'clock or the 3 o'clock ferry. So on the back of Pete Moody's spray to um, his jockey, I'm going to ask you a question because I rang said ferry service to uh, inquire why they cancelled the 12.30 ferry and why I'm not going to get to see Pete Murray or Birds of Tokyo now because I can't get on the 10 o'clock. I have kids and I can't organise that. And what's the point of going at 3 o'clock because I have to get on the 6.30 and come home? Have you ever delivered a spray, Goss, to someone who's probably not deserving of the spray? So a shout-out to Alana at Rottnest Fast Ferries who was on the on the phones at 9, 9 a.m. yesterday and probably taking a few calls of disgruntled passengers. Have you ever delivered a spray to someone that you immediately regret? Me? Yeah. Get angry at someone? Yeah. Have you ever... I actually... You know what? It's you. Can you give me your top ten sprays that you've probably... Or five. Give me your top five sprays. So have you delivered a spray to someone that it's not her fault? And she told me it wasn't her fault. When I said, why? Why did you cancel it? She said, well, I'm not... I can't tell you that. That was my director's decision. So she's handballed it straight to the boss. Hmm. Didn't get any answers. So what I did yesterday was I cooked, because I do that on the weekends. That's one of my chores. I cook for the family. And uh, I ended up listening to Pete Murray and Birds of Tokyo on Spotify. 
Any sprays you've given? Yeah, I've given a few. Um, anyway, apart from the three of us sitting here, as in the two legendary producers sprays, and they, that, That's part of... It's what we do in the industry. No, and it's when what it's, you do. You don't have to. Well, you well at times you do. If 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 you're a team of four, which we are, mm. equal twenty five percent, and I feel as though the other three are not pulling their twenty five percent, which is often, then I, then I I have to, as the as the star. Look, most stars would rely on. The mignons just to, you know, just you know, flutter around the edges and then all of a sudden I make them look good. The mignons. But if, and the fillets. Yeah. If they're, not, if they're not producing the goods, including you, then I have to deliver a spray to get the motivation right and get the focus of the group back on making the show sound mm. good because it's, it's, it's my a, uh, name that gets dragged through the mud. It's, a, it's an old I'm school famous. approach, let me say. It's an old school approach. It's an old Damien <laughs> Drum approach. Well... Can we just cut to the chase here? That's our Ron approach. That's what it is. That's, that's how old it is. Peter Moody, for those who don't know what happened, Peter Moody saddled up a horse called Amalgamation on Saturday at Cranbourne Races. Good horse. It's only had a couple no, of starts. It just goes okay. It's anyway, okay. it was a 20 to 1 chance. It wasn't like it was an odds-on favourite. And Blake McDougall was the jockey who rode it. And what they do now, trainers, is they deliver a verbal, a uh, audio delivery to their trainers before and after a race to say how the horse went, how the horse pulled up, what are they going to do next, how the horse is feeling, blah, blah. Now, we've been told that Peter Moody, um, I've asked Gareth Hall for Giddy Up With Gareth on SEN Track, is he playing the Peter Moody Interview, yeah, uh, no, no, piece of audio. audio that he sent the owners. and the interview. The the story is no, they've decided they were, and then they're not. But we are. We've done a bit of editing to it. This is Peter Moody's spray about an, a tra- a jockey to the owners of a horse called Amalgamation on Saturday night. Uh, sorry, everyone. Peter Moody here with an audio update re-amalgamation post uh, that performance at Cranbourne. I'm sorry. Um, I've got to apologise. Blake McDougall just rode totally incompetently. I asked him to put the horse in a free-flowing position to let him sort of roll into the race throughout and build momentum throughout. They walked in front and for some reason the brain-dead rider just continually dragged the horse back and All back right. and okay, back so, when he's so, got no th- So that oh, went on and on so and on. Right. the voice got to that. Yeah, we'll leave that there, right. Because there's more. So now Peter Moody has since come out and said, I want to apologise for my unprofessional uh, voice message about Blake. Uh, he's apologising for that. It's not good enough. But he said, but the connections of the horse are no longer part of Moody Racing. Yet Blake McDougall, the jockey, is. So what about that for a turnaround? So he's angry that that audio got out into the public yeah, domain. It's a private matter between the trainer and his owners. Yeah, but that's not how social media works, mate. Well, if but that wasn't social media. That was a message to, yeah, but that's just, that's to just the owners. A, that's and the a, owners should not have released it. The owners shouldn't have sent it to anyone. And I don't think Peter should have spoken that way about a jockey. They're like, that, well, they're like those tools that manage to film uh, sports people doing stuff they shouldn't be doing and then putting it on socials. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the lowest of the low. They should not have I know that. that. I know that. But the that's not... okay. He was, he was upset with a tiny little man who didn't write it very well. Anyway, I, bottom line I, I, is... Anyone who backed Amalgamation would have been dirty with a tiny little man. The jockeys remained with Peter Moody Racing. And, the owners uh, gone. The owners have taken the horse. Well, told to take the horse and go, so you won't see Amalgamation. So anyway, again. anyway... Can I get back to the question, please? 
have you delivered a spray to someone that you regret? Yes. To this day? 100%. How long ago? Who was it? I was coaching Subiaco Colts, <laughs> and we got beaten by Peel Thunder, and a bloke by the name of Anthony Morabito owned the footy. Yep. And at the end of the game, we got flogged at Subi Oval, flogged at Subi Oval before a Sydney Swans West Coast game, and I broke the phone, and I was seen... Uh, well, I wasn't seen. The phone was broken. It was going to be used by Paul Ruse in the game after. Right. So I regretted that, breaking the phone. But I went down into the rooms after and I didn't take any prisoners and I walked around the room to 21 players and told them what I thought of them. And I left one person out and I, I, I swore I completely lost my mind in front of trainers, female trainers, staff members, coaches, the lot. It was horrendous. I've done that, though, guys. I've no, coached a team. How old were these boys? Under, oh, 17, under... 18. Yeah, but, oh, but, I've done but the language was next level and it was, yeah. it was and, and there's no apology will make up the ground. But. Well, I've did it too, but it was to the Flemington, Kinston, to under 12s. Well, so okay. I, I apologise to everyone, um, but I. Uh, Rob Scandalbury was you, the player. You, did you apologise to everyone afterwards? I, I rang every trainer and player. What did the trainers do wrong? They were in the room when I swore. <laughs> and I actually ran into one and one of the players at the Ronald McDonald ball on Saturday night yeah. who went on to play league footy, mind you. Did he talk to you? Uh, yeah, we're a ripping fella. And his, and his wife now, who was a trainer, don't go there. But anyway, uh, they've now got a couple of kids and everything. <laughs> So, anyway, bottom line is, yes, I did. Rob Scandalbury was the only player I didn't go at. Rob Scantz, his name is. And Scantz won all seven awards that night. I dropped seven envelopes with the amount of little money they used to get him for being best pay, $15, $10, $5, mm-hmm. whatever, and dropped the whole lot of his feet and said, you're the only bloke worthy of re- receiving an award. And I had to apologise, and the club were pretty – Subiaco Football Club were brutal on me, but I did go and apologise before they got to me. Well, when I um... – Ask you that question. I regret it. When I ask you the question straight off the bat there, like, have you ever sprayed anyone that uh, you regret? Mm. Messages from a few of your former employees here, uh, employers. Uh, one, I won't name him. <laughs> uh, one from L, who's L Reed. Uh, he's, yeah. He's responded. Yeah, I gave him quickly. a couple over the time. The bloke that That's you, just a workplace, mate. The station that you used to work for. Uh, this phone's lit up. <laughs> but that's okay. Nah, it's, that's workplace bullying, mate. No, it's not. You can't do that. It's not workplace bullying. It's, it is it's, too. D- mate, it's too grown out adult. Mate, you're going way down a dangerous path. <laughs> it's, it's, it's people in a, in a hostile working environment. Yes. Whose job is hostile. to... Hostile. Well, well, it was hostile at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and not just... I'm not just talking about stuff at Channel 10. Some I'm talking about any environment. Some say it's workplace bullying, but the professionals say that it's driving high workplace standards. No. Anyway. It's a good bit. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, seriously? So now you're accusing me on radio of workplace bullying. <laughs> Let's take a break. It's 14 past six. <laughs> Back, it is 19 past six on this day. The what's today? 14th. 14th. 14th day. Uh, it is pretty good today for those who are asking because we always like to make sure. And, and there's one very special birthday, we won't go into it just yet, but there's one very special birthday which we'll certainly get a mention on this day, which is World Diabetes Day. So if you are a diabetes sufferer, our 
thoughts are with you. Hey, yesterday I was uh, on the lounge and sort of babysitting um, uh, because the uh, uh, mother of uh, Lola was at a school reunion (laughs) and I heard this. Ice cream. Mr Whippy. Green sleeves, that is. And that's green sleeves, the audio. And I heard it. Did you go racing out? Yes, I did. And I said to with my... Your, with your buck 70? I said to... Oh, yeah, give me a break. <laughs> anyway, I went out with my tap card. Anyway, I said to Bronnie, can you hear that? Yeah. So I raced outside, thinking that's obviously in the hood. And there were people out in the street looking, 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 but no, no can do, no find. So we couldn't, we couldn't find the Mr Whippy. So I heard it. Teasing. Yeah, I know. It's like a... Then one of the na- fucking nasty, UFO. Have you got a nasty neighbour who just plays it outdoors <laughs> and excites all the kids? Yeah. And goes, <laughs> anyway, so I did. I what got in the car. Thing to do. I got in the car. I got <laughs> in the fleet network and I drove around. Looking for him. Looking for him. Could not find him for love nor money. Two hours later, I heard this. He was back. And grandfather of the year. Out she went. Out we went. Yeah. Was that Lola's first king. experience of Mr. Webby? Yep. My parents are one of the thousands of parents. She didn't have any. She uh, just had to stand there and look watch, at me. Watch, you <laughs> watch me. Uh, my parents are one of the thousands across Australia that used to say when they're playing that they're out of ice cream. <laughs> oh, every time he comes back. Well, I heard that the, the Mr. Whippy, when they go, I don't know what the rules and regulations are. They're not called are. that anymore, are they? Nah, he was called. I got his name. No, I got his photo of his. What, you took a photo of him? Of, of him. <laughs> I think that's why they're not called Mr. Whippy anymore. No. <laughs> just, no hang on. They were doing that. I just, uh, he's got a, he had a funny name, but they. Uh. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Oh, please. Hang on. It's called Mr. Aussie Whip with a double P. <laughs> So he's obviously putting the. You've got a photo of the menu it, board there. Put it, yeah. Can you throw some prices at us? How much for just a single serve, soft serve ice cream? $4.20. Oh, ludicrous. <laughs> and, uh, Cost him 18 cents. 80 cents for a third of a flake, which is the single whip with the double P. <laughs> Flake. So everything's got double P. Yeah. Because obviously. Ah, oh, clever. So so he's gone into business, right? And he's obviously gone Google search business name. Yeah. And he's gone Mr. Whippy. He's avoiding Mr. Some copyright Whip. issues. Uh, anyway, it says Mr. Aussie Whip double P. To whip it into shape. Yeah. Tasted happiness. <laughs> right. Jeez. But I would like when I was a kid growing up, I always wanted the the big the big Sunday thing, the biggest one you could get, the yeah. cup, and you'd have to put in nuts and you put in sprinkles. And you put in the as many colours as possible. Yeah. Right? Like full of sugar. I was just happy just to get a single serve. I was pretty happy with that. What about the double hedgehog? Oh, tough and Les Moody. What about the double hedgehog? <laughs> you get your ice cream and run. Double hedgehog with flake. Seven fifty. Oh. Buy a four litre tub for that. <laughs> don't, don't say that. The guy's trying to make a quid. Well, he's making plenty. Well, he's not going to make any if the people can't find him, guys. So he can... He's driving at 60 k's an hour. Yeah. To slow down. Oh, no, no, no. It was stolen. It wasn't that. <laughs> so, so he's... Fl- the king of <laughs> so, oh. You don't know how close that is. Righty. <laughs> you have no idea. Rightio, the flavours you can get on your oh. ice cream. Grape. Oh, yuck. <laughs> Cola? Oh, no, there's the snow cones. 
Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> down a different path. <laughs> he said go straight to he should go straight to Northbridge on a Saturday night if he's selling that. <laughs> he's in the wrong area. <sighs> no, he's not. He's in the golden triangle. No, he's he's exactly where his triangle. money is. That's exactly where he needs to be. Red raspberry as opposed to raspberry. <laughs> as opposed to green raspberry. <laughs> Yeah. Blue raspberry. What? Bubble gum. Yeah, okay. Watermelon, pineapple, lime, and cola. There you go. There's the snow cones. Uh, you get one flavour. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was yesterday's little episode. Uh, anyway, that was uh, yesterday's I episode. I had to stay at home, missed the ferry. <laughs> Fair dinkum. Why would you cancel a ferry? Yeah. It goes to Rottnest. It drops people off, it picks them up, it comes back, and then it just does another turn. Why we're having, you cancel one? We're having a McDonald's coffee chat thanks to McCafe. McCafe coffee oh! for you. <laughs> Visit no, the My I'm angry. Macca's app. Uh, text away if you wish. Toolkit Depot open line 13 12 55. You're on a call it's a or ferry. text 0487736736. Why is it okay to go at three but not 12.30, Goss? It's not broken. Why? Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's On This Day. On This Day, happy birthday if you're celebrating a birthday. I thought today was the 15th because I thought it was payday, but that's tomorrow. <laughs> that's why I need it after getting Mr. Whip. <laughs> uh, on This Day, Bart Cummings was born 1927, oh, the Uncle Cups Bart. King. Cummings, the Cups King, 12 Melbourne Cups, and that was the year viewed beat Bow. What a great call by Greg Miles. He caught it with the naked eye, and it was a nose. One of the great Bart Cummings lines, it was simple as that, and this is the sort of wit that he had. He, Peter Donegan was interviewing him after the race. I think it was on Saturday, the, on the Derby Day. Yep. And he said, oh, well, congratulations, Bart. We'll, uh, uh, we'll see you here on Tuesday for the Cup. And Bart Cummings looked at him at 80 years of age and said, well, you look fit enough. I think you'll make it. Yeah, but very much a straight shooter, and the the name lives on. There'll be a couple of, I think James Cummings is bringing a couple of horses across here for some of the feature races. Hey, Freddie Garrity was born on this day in 1936, and you're saying, who is Freddie? He wasn't in Queen. He was in Freddie and the Dreamers. Six OX is listening right now. That's wheeling that out, Evan. You'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> You'd love it if it was. Hey, Nat Young, born Robert Young, 75 today. He was probably the first Aussie surfer I remember. He was 1968. He won the championship, the world championship. Um, he's also, of course, he was the first non-American. 1968. He was the first non-American to win the world surfing championship uh, to do that. Uh, Australian, of course, born in New South Wales in 1947. He looked out again and saw the surfing which brought first place to Australia and Nat Young. Nat serves with a determination to rip the whole wave to shreds. He shredded his nine-foot, four-inch surfboard. Nat can ride in, on, and around waves that other surfers have a hard time just catching. 
Texas. As Knapp was riding this wave, which was the last wave of the contest, the judges had compiled their scores and the announcer announced, Nat Young, you're the world champion. All Nat said was, you're darn right. Hey, so that's quality journalism. That's how that's how the young journos of today should write their stories. Just yeah. keep it simple. Don't yeah. try and be smart. Don't say H. Just get the normal stuff out there. Hey, King Charles III was on this day. So in other words, it's Charles's birthday. So long did we, we said Prince Charles, don't we? But we've got to say King Charles, King Charles. III. Struggling with that. Yeah, very much so. And, of course, when the Queen had her recent uh, funeral, they sang, of course, God Save the King for the first time. Is that too soon? <laughs> is it too soon to change the words? I'm, I'm She's lying that. there. Mate, She's I'm... lying there in her box. And, 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 Coffin. Move on. Coffin. Same thing. Um, well, I will say this. They probably had a bit of time to write it. Could have waited a day. Oh. <laughs> it's not like they... They were prepared. Yeah. It's not like they... Oh. You've got to have to change all the it words. seem right, though. To change one word. <laughs> and change. Yeah, how do, we, how do we spruce this up a little? Stephen Bishop, he was born on this day Who's 71 that? years ago. He had a number one hit in 1977. In fact, he had a couple of rippers. This is one of my all-time top ten favourites. Toss up the heart to see where it lands on and on. I just keep on trying. And I smile when I feel like dying Nice work by you, Stephen Bishop. He did have a couple of others as well, but we'll just run with that. Uh, also, oh, please just run with that. I'm going to get through this because the uh, news is just around the corner. Um, Olivia Newton-John. Oh, this is great because on four Australian acts were in the US top ten at the same time. This one. Owen Jay. Then this one, LRB. Air Supply. Here I am. Slide it up. We should have led with that one. So there's no sense pretending. My heart is not mending. Just when I thought I was over. And a bit of Rick Springfield. Australian acts in the top ten on this day, November 14, on this day. A couple of them were pretty lucky. What about this? Michael Jackson's 14-minute thriller video premiered on this day in 1983. It cost a million bucks to produce. You're going to play all of it? Uh, no, we're not going to play all of it. What we are going to play is it's also a very happy birthday. 51 today with the, arguably he flew in. He was over in the East covering the World Cup cricket. He flew in at midnight. 
He rocked up on the stage and gave the patron speech for the Ronald McDonald Ball, was there entertaining guests to 1 o'clock, then was on a 6 o'clock flight back to the MCG for the World Cup final last night wow. and was the host of the start of the show. It's his birthday today, 51. Happy birthday, Adam Gilchrist! It's in the air and up she goes. Not out, says the umpire. He's walking, he's walking. Well, there we are. That's great to see. Here we are in the semi final of World Cup cricket, and Adam Gilchrist has played a sweep shot. They've gone up. The umpire didn't look to, to, to me as if he was going to give him out, and Adam Gilchrist has walked off the ground. Well done, Gilly. Happy birthday, great man. Ludicrous behaviour. But the highlight of Adam Gilchrist's 51 years and the highlight... Tim Zoo at the yes. moment. Although we'll catch up with Michael Zafara later on, Zafara. won't we? Zafara. Yeah. I'll tell you, though. It's, it's not a... Don't just pick on him because he's not here, you blokes. It's, we're running way what, over what time. He did, what he did, though, what you just described then, from the other side of the country, jumping on a kite to get over here, do his bit for Ronald Mackhouse charity balls, yep. uh, stay up late, get on the plane, go back straight away. Incredible. Just shows the quality of the bloke. Quality human being. But the highlight of his 51 years yep. and his highlight of his sitting in that chair for breakfast with Gillian Goss Monday and Friday for the last couple of years... Just occasionally. ...was his story about the day he had This Is Your Life... And one of the stars who peeled back when the doors went back and appeared was Charlie Delaney. But I know that Daniel Jones was married to Kathleen De Leon, who was in High Five. Oh, yeah. She used to be in High Five with Charlie Delaney. <laughs> what is your, come on, composure. <laughs> What's Charlie Delaney got to do with I'll, the conversation? One day I'm going to ask you about Charlie Delaney, Gilly, because I reckon Charlie Delaney... I know Charlie. <laughs> ...and a cameo in your world. <laughs> your announcement to retire surprises not only those just in cricket, but those who live it. Fans like High Five member Charlie Delaney and Wiggle, Greg Page. And Charlie, you've always been a huge fan of Adams, haven't you? Oh, the whole family has indeed. And on the day of his announcement, my husband called me and it sounded like he was choking back the tears and said, I've got something to tell you. Gilly's retired. <laughs> did they? He had no idea who they were, did he? <laughs> Page, the wiggle. Oh, well, you know, but... He had never met Charlie Delaney, and he came out and gave her a hug, and, oh, fantastic, and Mel, his wife, was looking and going, what the all the boys are laughing and sniggering. Was everyone busy? <laughs> that is on this day. Happy birthday, Gilly. You're a superstar. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. Sorry for running late, but the special man needed some special treatment this morning. If you're on a plane coming home to the fam, it's 25 away from 7. The news is very late. Happy birthday on this day. Time for a sports update. Just for a quick reminder, after 7 o'clock, Justin Langer will join us, former Australian coach. Gee, weren't they disappointing in the uh, World Cup? Because, uh, the, because Justin Langer is the former Australian coach. Chris Clafurnas is in the studio. Good morning. Sports update. Hello. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. <laughs> good. How are you, Scotty? Terrific, thanks. Have you ever been on the end of a spray in your role, not just here, anywhere? None. <laughs> Never. No, that's, that's... I'm unsprayable. <laughs> oh, you are sprayable. Really? Yeah. So you've never been on a spray? No. Nah. Ever. It's I've hard when, you, when you're I've so perfect. I've a couple of times and you're in the middle of one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daniel Ricciardo <laughs> crashed out on lap one. 
He crashed into Kevin Magnuson, took both cars out. Martin Brundle, commentator, said the crash was 100% Daniel Ricciardo's fault. No, he's going out with the bang. I just, so if I can't drive, no one can. <laughs> uh, George Russell went on to win. This was the Formula One Grand Prix, of course, in Brazil. Brazil. So that was his first win for Georgie Russell. It was a 1 2 for Mercedes. Watching that, Cos? Who? The, the Brazilian Grand Prix. You're a GP man? Yep. No, I didn't get up for it. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> Apparently, it was chaos. Yeah, chaos. Chaos, exactly. Uh, a bit of tennis uh, overnight. Australia lost the Billie Jean King Cup final to Switzerland. Storm Sanders went down 6-3, Jill Teichman. Yes, yeah, injury, bit of illness. She'd been dominating throughout this uh, tournament yeah. and just fell at the final. Pretty gutsy hurdle. by the Aussies. Well done to Alicia Mollick. Incredible. Friend yeah. of the show. Uh, Tom Ladovic lost in her matchup as well against Belinda Bencic, 6-2, A uh, bit of football news. Soccer. Cristiano Ronaldo. Speculation he might have played his last game for Manchester United. He's had an explosive chat with Piers Morgan. This is what he had to say. It's a small clip that's come out this morning. They're trying to force you out, yes. Not only the coach, but the other two or three guys there around the club. At uh, the senior executive level? Yes, that I felt betrayed. And uh, you think they're trying to get rid of you? Honestly, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. But listen, I, I don't care. I'm always, people should listen to the truth. Yes, I feel betrayed and I felt that some people that don't want me here, not only this year, but last year too. So watch this space. He feels betrayed. Well, I reckon they felt betrayed when he stormed off before the game was over the other yeah, way. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, I, think he's, I think he's clearly indicating that, that there's an undercurrent behind the scenes. <laughs> Manchester United did win last night, though, 2-1 against Fulham. Arsenal going into the World Cup break. They're top of the table, clear by five points. And WA continue on in their Sheffield Shield clash against South Australia today. They are in a dominant position, oh. thanks to our man Cam Bancroft, Sam Whiteman, picking up a few yeah. runs as well, 193. <laughs> and Lance Morris has been dominating with the ball as yeah. well. Wild thing. Uh, and I just want to make mention of a guy by the name of Podrick Harrington, who's just about to win the Charles Schwab Cup, and that's on the PGA Legends Tour. Big money, big money. So yeah. these are the 50s and over in the States. He's about to win. He's about five shots in front with a handful of holes to go. This year, he has played 18 events. This is his 19th. He's seven shots in front with three holes to go and winning this. He's yeah. 51 years of age, second year on the tour. <laughs> he's played 18 events. He's made the cut 18 times. He's won three times, finished second four times, third twice, top 10 12 times, top 25 17 times. The only time he didn't make the top 25 was the first event that he played. Mm. It's in his pocket. He's, uh, well, $3 million US, US, and he's about to pick up another half a million dollars there. It is an incredible record. Not bad in retirement. Correct. They get to an age when they just go and play the old man's tour, so to speak, and they dominate like that. But Porrig Harrington from Ireland, yeah, quite well amazing. Hey, big show still to come. Um, oh, Justin Langer. One more before I go. How about the big show? Glenn Maxwell breaking his leg, of course. Big yeah. bad news for the Big Bash as well. Mm. To not have him in there. At a birthday party. Yep. He was running. Yeah. In the backyard and he's got tangled up. His legs got tangled up with the birthday host. Mm. It was the 50th and the articles are coming out and fair to say, he, uh, he's not intoxicated. No. <laughs> but he was trying to watch the women's big bash yesterday, Glenn Maxwell. He was in the hospital bed. Yes. And the nurse came to ask him about whether he's got some pain in the leg and his wife was in there and all he did was say, no, whackety no, no. whack, whack. See?
Wackity whack crack. That's exactly what's happened. But, oh, very good. There you go. Have we got the vision of him, the bit of him in the hospital bed? Wackity whack whack. Uh, I sent that through yesterday. Yeah, vision it? wouldn't be great. But he's talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then what did he say? I, I didn't uh, read it. It was one of your messages. You sent about 47 yesterday. Oh, I, sorry. I'm tired so, after about 12 of them. We'll, we'll go get that. Oh, it's not, it hasn't been what we call ingested? It hasn't been ingested yet. Okay, so you Plus know we've got to get to Paddy Carberry and Jim Taylor. Oh, yeah. So we've got to find time to play this audio. Do you get suspicious? Is it just me that's cynical that when they feel the need to declare that alcohol wasn't involved, <laughs> that you immediately think that alcohol was involved? That's exactly what I was thinking, but we'll just take it for a while. Well, no one drinks at a 50th. Jim Taylor's going to join us and also Patrick Carberry. They had big days at racing on Saturday at Ascot and uh, more on what our show's going to look like tomorrow as well. We're going to be live from Ascot with Gareth Hall and Giddy Up with Gareth. Live from Ascot as we count down to bigger riches at during the Ascot Summer Carnival. Four across the track by Bellamy. The Luciani horses have got it between themselves, but it's my Bellamy. She's coming away from Rivet Up. Just go late Wild Bell, but my Bellamy. She remains unbeaten. It's a hat-trick, and she clinches the Placid Arc from Rivet Up. Down the outside, coming late. It was a big day of racing at Ascot on Saturday, and one man who was front and centre, of course, is superstar jockey Patrick Carberry, who rode... The victor, my Bellamy for Dion Luciani in the Placid Arc. Appreciate your time, Patrick. Was never in any doubt you were going to be our star from Ascot. Good morning. Hey, Tim, how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm well, thanks. Scott's here as well. Yeah, good night, Patty. Hey, Scott, how are you? A bit more excited. Glad you could squeeze me in, boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were in and then you were out again, but we always thought we'd get you back in again. Um, But, mate. Well, when I sent you the text message, I was standing next to S.A. Miller, so it's always going to (laughs) happen. For those who don't know, we did have Paddy, but then we thought. No, no, you thought. Uh, let's get Jimmy Taylor on as well, and we can't have both. But you know what? You can have both when they're both superstars of the weekend. But we didn't have Simon Miller because, uh, wow. I don't know, his camp went just shocking on yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Well, I need to ask Patty too. Um, have you ever been on the end of a uh, yes. S-, S. Miller spray uh, uh, a la Peter Moody style? Oh, not for a while, but, um, yeah, I've had a couple of good ones. A couple of good ones. <laughs> who's delivered the best spray, Paddy? Who's delivered the best spray? Don't have to tell us what they said, but who's the most pointed trainer you've ridden for? Oh, there's, there's been a few. Probably Michael Grant, I reckon, gave me the best spray. Michael Grant? Deserve it or, uh, yeah. or unfair, you reckon, Paddy? Oh, I actually won the race. No. <laughs> 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 Did he not want you to do that? <laughs> no, no, he wanted me to win the race, but um, he obviously wasn't happy. He obviously must have been a bad watch, I guess. I don't know. But... <laughs> well, it's interesting. You may have heard, you may have uh, got wind of it on the track this morning, but Peter Moody has given a voice message to his owners of a horse, uh, Amalgamation, from Cranbourne on the weekend. Uh, this is what he had to say. This is a brief snapshot of what Peter Moody had to say to his owners about Blake McDougall. Uh, sorry, everyone. Peter Moody here with an audio update reamalgamation post uh, that performance at Cranbourne. I'm sorry. Um, I've got to apologise. Blake McDougall just rode totally incompetently. I asked him to put the horse in a free flow flowing position to let him sort of roll into the race throughout and build momentum throughout. They walked in front and for some reason the brain dead rider just continually yeah, we'll dragged that the horse there. back. It went on and on. He's come out and apologised to Blake McDougall, but he sacked the owners and the horse. Yeah, right. Yeah. He wasn't happy, yeah, that, well, it, thought, he, thought, he wasn't happy that it got out into the public domain. Yeah, 
yeah, right. Yeah, that's. I, I can sort of stand why I actually got it sent to me on Saturday night. So, um, but uh, I, I, knowing Peter Moody, I think he's probably actually uh, held back a bit. I think he probably wanted to say more than that. But um, very true. I suppose we all, we all say things at the heat of the moment, and um, yeah, I think. We all, we all, uh, we're all human. We all make mistakes, and we don't go out there to stuff it up. But uh, yeah, we all make mistakes, and just got to move on and hopefully do better next time. Yeah, well, you did on the weekend. You had yeah. some a couple of feature rides. You rode, but my Bellamo, we just heard the replay there for Dion Luciani. Um, fantastic. Uh, you've been on this horse. It is uh, a bona fide star. You've also ride, you ride Miss Kentucky. You ride Amelia's Jewel. Uh, you ride some of the best in the business. Where does this uh, galloper rate, my Bellamo? Yeah, obviously she's just uh, kicking off her career, but uh, she shows enormous potential. Um, she's, she raced against some horses that have had a lot more experience uh, than her on Saturday, and you know she treated them quite, quite, uh, quite with contempt, really. Um, you know, I guess you know at this early stage, sort of, who knows where she'll end up, but yeah, she looks like she could be be well and truly entrenched in the carnival next year for sure. Hey, uh, Scotty continues to back a horse called Chili is Hot. <laughs> I can't not now. He backs it's it every me. week. I and just gets, need them to stop running it. He gets angrier and angrier by the second. You wrote it. Can you just can you just let him down slowly with Chili is Hot? Can you just tell him maybe maybe it's time just to save his pennies or do, do you see some see some future for him and, and the punt on Chili is Hot? Well, I only picked up the ride late because uh, Clint Porter uh, wasn't able to ride on on Saturday, but um, it didn't run too bad a race. She was against some um, probably the hottest opposition she's she's uh, met, but be nothing sure of Scotty. As soon as you don't back it, it'll yep. get the coin. That's that's my problem. <laughs> I can't not back it now. So every time it runs, I have to back it. So I think the safest way would be for them not to run it anymore. <laughs> It's a bit like, uh, you know, when you've got two choices in a race and you're sort of arming an R and you choose the other one, there's yeah. nothing sure that the other one will win. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, last one for you if we yeah, let you go. Just, Congrats just stop backing it, mate. Yeah. Stop backing it. Yeah. Just, oh. just get it out of the way. I tell you what, <laughs> if, I, if I stop backing it and you get it home one day, there's going to be some real honest feedback coming. <laughs> all right? Well, I tell, you, I tell you what, Graham Ballantyne's probably going to ask you. He'd probably drop it around a cart and just to stop backing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Hey, mate, before we let you go, uh, and we appreciate it. Well done on the weekend with my Bellamy, and and going forward, you've got some great rides for uh, you know leading stables, and you are riding in uh, fantastic form. What is Miller's mood like this morning out the track? Is he up and about? No, he's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, he just uh, just basically this morning's more maintenance work, just slow work, nothing really exciting, but just running his eye over him and making sure that we're not stuffing things up. Um, <laughs> We try not to. We don't want to get get a spray or anything. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, everything's all good. Um, yeah, we're always uh, looking forward to the next big race meeting. We've got a few chances coming up, so hopefully uh, we can deliver and keep him in a good mood. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. Appreciate it. All the very best. We'll see you out the track tomorrow. We're doing the show with Gareth Hall out there tomorrow morning. Oh, awesome. I look forward to seeing you there. Good on you. Good on you. Paddy Carberry, best in the business, and great that he'd share some time with us. Searching Rocks was a great winner. Yeah, I was on that. that. I was on that, Josh. (laughs) I was on that.
Cockney crew, it straightens up a length and a half, two clear, let's gallivant, search and rocks now, she sets about trying to hunt the leader down, speed dream, last of the line, Pike has to go to work on the baldy face, devoted let's gallivant, hit the front though on the outside, search and rocks search and rocks on the outside, put a nose in front from let's gallivant, and search and rocks wins for the Taylor stable search and rocks, well of course she won on this day last year, she won a champion filly, she wins at Peters, 12 months on. What a wonderful training, John done by Jim Taylor and there's a story behind this horse. It was just a barrier road. Carried on like a two-bob watch and Jim Taylor has taken it off David Harrison or been handed the horse uh, from David Harrison to get it right and he's done a remarkable job to take out the RJ Peters. Jimmy, congratulations, mate. That must have given you a massive thrill on Saturday. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good, Tim and Scotty. I thought you must have had me on to read the 7 o'clock news. You were that late. <laughs> uh, yeah, quite, quite, yeah quite, quite a good day. <laughs> uh, we just got a little clip from one of our guests. Yeah, boys. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. We're, we're, we're here, Jim. We're, just... we're here, Jimmy. Still there, Tim? Yeah, got him, Jim. <laughs> Loud and clear, Jim. Loud and clear. Hey, Jim, it was a great run by Searching Rocks. I was very, very happy. We didn't get it. Uh, didn't get it. It's all its own way, though, in the ride. No, it must be pretty good. They, they, they reckon you were a bit of a mock when you back on Scotty. So, no, it must, be, it must be very good. No, very happy with her. Hey, mate, uh, what about the fact is, just tell us in a nutshell for our listeners who are probably not massive, well, we've got a fairly big radio, uh, racing audience, but not massive involved, how you got the horse and what your job has been to predominantly win races, but what, how difficult has the horse been to, one, to basically get its uh, head in the right space? Um... A little bit uncomfortable when you get off at a horse that another trainer's been winning with, but she was a uh, she was misbehaving at the barriers. They were taking ten minutes to get her in the barriers, and like she was running a race before you'd see her running fantastic races. Got beaten a head in the guineas, and I reckon they took ten minutes to get in one day. And I've never seen a horse so profusely sweating and then run so well. So she's got a heap of ability, but she's got a mind of her own. Um, not saying it's anything to do with being a female, but she has a mind of her own. Um, so the, my main thing when I got her was to make the barriers just second nature. So um, she arrived one day about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I just like to get onto things. I was uh, here by myself. She got arrived down the truck. I put a saddle on. I thought I'll take her down the barriers and see what she thinks of our barriers. She at first didn't want to go in, so you know I had to correct her a little bit. I walked her in and out six times when she and she'd only been here ten minutes. She just does repetitive work at the barriers every day, so it's just second nature. We go around a couple laps. She walks through the barriers. Um, yeah, she's just uh, she's just a sort of she's got a she. Pres- she just doesn't like the barriers, and mm. we've had to sort of make it second nature for her. Hey, Kira, you rode, rode the horse yesterday. I just want to touch on this really quickly. I know we uh, we do have 7 o'clock news coming up. Jim, oh, believe it or not. Jim's going to read for us. Uh, <laughs> Jim's going to read for us. This was Kira Yule Saturday, uh, uh, part of Saturday. She finished last in the champion fillies. She rode the winner of the RJ Peters on Search and Rocks. We just heard that. She then went down to Albany. She rode a trial winner. She fell off in the first race. The official race. Wow. She won the second race. She got beaten in a photo in the uh, in the third race. She won the fourth and survived a protest, and then got beaten a nose in the the wow. next race after that. It was an amazing. She's riding sensational, and she had an ups and down type of day. She's a, she's a big part of Search and Rocks. Is Kira Yule? Yeah, when, when it come, she'd ridden it all the, along. Um, the owner said, 
can you leave Kira on? And she's a she's a bit of a horse woman. Woman, her father's a horse breaker, and yeah. she knows that sort of horse. So I was happy for her to keep riding it. And um, yeah, she did have an up and down. Lockie was down there doing Sky Channel, and he texts me at uh, two o'clock. Yes, he said, "Did you watch the first? And I, I no, he rang me, and I said, "No." He said, "Kira's just had a fall," which I thought, "Oh," um, but she, she sort of bounced onto her feet. Her horse went through the fence. And, yeah, she was lucky she rolled and um, she was all right. But, yeah, had an eventful weekend. But that, that's, as you say, the ups and downs of racing. No doubt about that. Hey, one before we let you go, I just want to make mention of a, a horse that I saw you up at Northam. I was up there with the mayor of Subiaco and you had a horse called Zadar Rock go around there. It won the Apprentices' Cup. That was a pretty special day for for the colours, for yourself, uh, of course, for uh, also for the for the, 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 the apprentice who was on board, Kesh Durin as well. He celebrated um, a special time, Zadar Rock, a special horse in the stable? Yeah, he's a nice horse, Tim. He's actually by the same side as Searching Rocks and um, he'll be in Saturday. I just got off and galloped him and he galloped very well. He's going to be in against the good one of Bob Peters, but um, yeah, he's, he's an up-and-coming horse and he'll probably be a Perth Cup horse not this coming year, but the next year. That's the sort of horse I believe you'll get to. Brilliant stuff. Hey, mate, uh, we'll see you at the track tomorrow. Giddy up with Gareth. He's going to be there uh, for, on SEN track tomorrow morning. We'll be out there sharing a couple of hours with Gareth Hall. So getting amongst it on SEN track. And we appreciate your time, mate. And uh, stable's firing, and so are you. And thanks for joining us today. All right. Thanks, Tim and Scotty. Thanks for waiting for us. There it is. That's news time not far away. This is Scotty and Goss. Justin Langer just around the corner. the final moment of a thrilling month of cricket. Ben Stokes, ever present, faces up. He swings across the line and hits the winning run. Ben Stokes waves his bat in jubilation to 80,000 at the MCG. And England stands as the dominant force in white ball cricket. They win the T20 World Cup. Go and get the ball, Jared. It's still alive. And add it to the 50 Jared Wadley and SEN Cricket uh, winding it up at the MCG last night. England too good with Ben Stokes leading the way against Pakistan. One man who will be across it, of course, is Justin Langer. You can read his stuff in the West. He's also in part of the Seven Cricket commentary team and a good friend of the show. Jail, appreciate your time. It was a, well, a wonderful series all told and the best team won it. Good morning. Yeah, it was a great game of cricket too. There's a lot of speculation leading up to it, Goss, about the weather and would it be on, wouldn't it be on, maybe change the venue. So that can become a real distraction. But it turned out to be a really good game of cricket. I really enjoyed watching. Like I'm sure millions and millions of people around the world did. And yeah, England, uh, after their semi-final, probably deserved winners. Um, when Ben Stokes hits winning runs and wins the games for England, does it bring a... Back memories. <laughs> I do apologise. Oh, it does. It does. I mean, he is. A, I, I remember after the last Test match of that series, and I was talking to Joss Butler, who I used to play cricket with at Somerset. Funnily enough, I said, "Joss, is he a good bloke?" <laughs> he goes, "JL, if he was in your team, he would be the favourite player you ever coached in your life." And I said, you're joking, and they were telling me what a good bloke. At the end of the night, we had a few beers. It's the end of the series, I put a baggy green cap on his head, threw him over my shoulder and walked out of the change room with him. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, he's a he's one hell of a player, no doubt. And it's just his uh, his spirit. Not to, he's obviously done some great things with the bat, but his spirit with the ball. He opened the bowling as well last night. Mm. Yeah, he's a gun player. It's one of those people that you 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 don't want him to be a good bloke. You want to you want to not like him, and you find out they're a good bloke. It, it, it crushes you. But as JL is one of the all time great big moment players that you were. You'd have to sit back, uh, regardless of what he's like off field, and just admire Ben Stokes. He finds himself so often in the big moments of games and uh, rarely does he let anyone down. No, he does. And that's what the great players do. I, I was thinking of MS Stoney last night when yeah, he was the great finisher and he always just thought, oh, he's taking it a bit late, taking it a bit late. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, bang, was all over. You know, think about Michael Bevan for Australia, the great finishers in the game. They, they're literally like gold dust and they're the guys who stand. That's why they're great players. They stand up in the big moments. Shaheen Afridi went off after one ball of his third yeah. over after coming back on with that knee injury, which mm. he's had trouble with. Um, mm. did, it, did it change the whole dynamic of, of the last few overs? Do you think it could have been a different oh, result? that was the moment. Yeah, that was the moment. I just, you know, I, I talk a lot about in T20 career, particularly in Australia, you just can't afford one big over. And it often, and particularly in tight games like that, I mean, the Scorchers built their whole reputation on it. You can't afford big overs. And when Tahina Freedy had come back and the crowd was going mad and England were just dropping behind the rate, he bowled that first ball that was a dot ball. And then when he walked off and had to bowl the off spinner, oh, man, that was literally, you could almost see it. I mean, I think the last... Well, five, I think there's four or five balls in a row. I've like that over, and then the next over went for boundaries, and it's game over. So, yeah, that was a massive moment in the game. Can I ask you the impact of Matthew Mott? He hasn't been in the white ball job long at England, but you've worked alongside him when he was, I'm sure, when he was in charge of the women's program for Australia, an incredibly successful white ball in that time of him being coach of our Australian women's team. And also you've got Mike Hussey, who's the batting coach. Now, whether it's just a feel-good position for Hussey or whatever his role may be. Can you you know those guys better than most. Just tell us about their role inside this victory for England. Yeah, they'll be both they'll both be pumped this morning. There's no doubt that they'll probably be incredibly hungover, I would have thought. <laughs> and that's the that's the beautiful beautiful thing about winning big tournaments, isn't it? But both terrific blokes, uh, both hard workers and uh yeah, I mean Matthew Mott's record for the Australian women's team was 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 outstanding and it's nice to see him getting an opportunity and that's a great way to start his tenure with the England um, white ball team winning a World T20 World Cup. JL, can we uh, just have a quick snapshot of Australia's performance? Horribly disappointing uh, from the first game and not making it through to the semis in a title defence uh, was, was horrible to watch. Yeah, a lot has to go right. I, I, I said before the series started, like when an AFL grand final or an NRL grand final, World Cup, everything has to go right. And everything didn't go right for Australia, unfortunately. Um, they'll be disappointed. They'll probably There's a lot of discussion about the lead-up and, and uh, from afar, it looked like it should have been the perfect lead-up coming into the summer. Lots of T20 cricket, get on a roll. There's a bit of chopping and changing leading into the series, but... Um, they'll be disappointed, no doubt about that. And they'll have to brush themselves off and get ready for the next one. Uh, what about Glenn Maxwell? What about that on the weekend? Mm, I've read that. Mm, alcohol wasn't involved, though, JL. They made a point of that. <laughs> mm. 
It was only early in the. It was only early in the in the in the uh, in the fifty birthday. Well, we don't know any more details. No one drinks at the. 50s. We don't. We don't know any more details. What does that do for for uh, Australian cricket? And we've got the, the the series coming up with England, and it opens the door for Sean Abbott and stuff. How disruptive is that when you've got one of the best white ball players in the in the team not available after what they described as a freak accident? Yeah, I mean, whatever happens, when you lose one of your best players, it, it has an impact, right? But it gives, as I was just saying before, leading up, Australia were sort of chopping and changing a bit, giving people opportunities. Um, not necessarily the right way to go about it, but that's just the way it worked out and giving some guys some rest and whatever. How I see it now is another huge opportunity for someone like Cam Green, another huge opportunity for Mitch Marsh, um, the all-rounders who... You know, they're both destructive players. Um, Glenn's not there. They have to step up a bit in the field. He's their best fieldsman. He brings energy to the group. He gives that extra the off-spin option. So, yeah, the Australians have got a bit to think about, but a huge opportunity for those other guys. Mate, appreciate your time. We know you've got a busy schedule. Um, you're jet-setting too, Yeah, you? I know. You're Gilly's jet-setting and JL. Are you, you're busier now than you've ever been? It oh, feels like I'm in Sydney. I got here at 5.30 last night to Sydney. I'm just about to speak in a conference in about 40 minutes, Goss, and I'm flying home at 2 o'clock this afternoon. So, um, But it's one of the nice... It is busy, but the nice thing is I dropped Gracie at school a few days ago, or last week, and I was coming to Melbourne. And she goes, I said, oh, Daddy, I'm going to Melbourne today, darling. She goes, oh, when are you coming home? I said, don't worry, I'll pick you up tomorrow from school. <laughs> for Nothing for about 30, for all her life, oh, I'm going to Melbourne today, darling. Oh, Daddy, oh, yeah, I'll see you in three months, darling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's nice to be in and out, that's for sure. No doubt. And you know it's, you know it's Gilly's birthday today, don't you? Do now. <laughs> yeah, you get all the credit for a text message coming yeah, through. You'd right be now. the first to text yeah. him now. Take, I remember. Take, take the credit. I'll be the good bloke again, won't I? <laughs> Captain Nice Guy, good on you. Hey, good on yeah. you, mate. Appreciate well, you coming on. Thanks for the chat. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, Justin time. Langer, there it is there. And uh, your thoughts, let us know. 13 12 55 on the Tookie Depot open line or 0487 736 And don't forget, you can win free McCafe coffee for a year by ordering on the My Maccas about app. 15 seconds, Gilly's going to go, oh, geez, he's a good mate. He's a good mate, JL, isn't he? He just sent me a message. Doesn't miss a beat, JL. <laughs> he's got his name, just pops up on his phone. Ben Maxwell was an interesting one. All righty, 18 past seven. Mike Kelly has been in Kazakhstan with the Boomers. They're through to the next stage. In fact, they lock away for three years in a row their role in the FIBA World Cup, I'm pretty sure, two years in a row, whatever it may be, whatever. But uh, as we're about to go to the break, Adam Gilchrist was the star of uh, Ronald McDonald Charity on Saturday night, but so were all the people who gave generously $1.38 million they raised. Auction. Uh, auction was just a token, just a little cherry on top of the cake of all uh. the generosity, but the auctioneer was next level. Um, <laughs> but Gilly spoke to <laughs> Ben Stokes on field last night, and believe it or not, Ben Stokes was not man of the match, but boy, oh boy, was he outstanding. Ben Stokes, how do you find yourself in this situation so often? It is extraordinary, mate. Well played. Congratulations. Uh, thank you, mate. Um, oh, look, I think, you know, in finals, especially chasing first and stuff like that, you know, probably you forget all the hard work before that. And I thought the way that we bowled of Rahul 20 innings, Adil Rashid, Sam Curran, that's not one of the game. You know, that was a tricky wicket. It was never one that you felt like you were ever in on. There was a bit of bounce. So... 
to restrict them to 130, whatever we did, Bowler's got to take a lot of credit for that. Yeah, a lot of credit. What were the what were the discussions after the island match? Because it was here where it seemed like the campaign was derailed. It must have been a, a lot of honesty coming out of that and some learnings. Yeah, look, I think, you know, with that being so early on in the competition, we obviously had to address it, say what we said, and then let it go because you know, in, in tournaments, stuff like that, you can carry baggage with you. Um, you know, that was a, a little blip on the way. Credit to Ireland for, for turning up and beating us. But, you know, the best teams learn from their mistakes. They take it on the chin, but they never let it affect them. And they just let it go, move on to the next challenge. And I feel as if we've lived up to all the challenges that we've had thrown at us throughout the tournament. So, pretty pretty good evening. How does this rank alongside Lords 2019? Um, yeah, it's... Look, Representing your country, World Cups, it's, it's amazing. Um, but, yeah, this has been a good one. On Scotty and Goss, off the cuff. Questions where we don't know are coming, so to speak, which is a bit like this show, to be brutally honest with you. Scotty, I've got a off the cuff for you, my friend. We know that the AFL has now announced that South Australia will host four days, uh, of course, around five, an extra round for the AFL. Have I pinched your <laughs> question? Oh, well, too bad. Um, yeah, no, you go what do you it. think it should be called? It should be called? It's not the Magic Round. It's not going to be called Magic Round. Festival that, of Football? No, but it's called I love a, round. a good festival. But it's called a round. Boring! So, so they're uh, basically saying that they want the name to be something that can be transported around every year because it's not going to always be in South Australia. Yeah. Then Magic Round's out. That's they don't want Magic Round. But it's the same. Now you've got to get a PR creative marketing thing going on here. Yeah. You can't, no festival of football's not happy? No. Not happy Boring. Um, <laughs> Tough question, isn't yeah, it? Because it is. I've actually had time to think about it. Yeah. And I, so you're going to look like a genius. No, I'm not, because I don't think I've got the real answer for it. Oh. I've got, I'm calling the Everyone's Round. Everyone's round. Yeah. Do you know members and, and AFL members get free entry? What, what a, yeah, right. Club members? And yeah, to wherever the game's played. Yep. In they trot. Yeah, that's good. What about Australia round? Yeah. What about AFL nines? <laughs> There's nine games. Yeah. Yeah, nah. Well, whatever it is, mate, it'll be inclusive. Oh, <laughs> Tick yeah. lots of boxes. And everyone will be happy. No, but that, those rounds already exist. So, anyway, look, it's a tough one. If you've got any Australia round. Yeah, okay, there you go. 0487736736 or 13.1255. I'm going to call it everyone's round because it is for, for everyone. Yeah. Well, it should be every is. week. Yeah. yeah, but all in one place. Have you ever called a game through, speaking of Adelaide, just cast my eyes over to uh, the Adelaide Collingwood game in the AFLW final? Torrential yeah, rain. Yeah, yeah. Horrible conditions. Have I ever called through scaffolding? Have you ever called a game through scaffolding I before? We're talking Jason about... Bennett. I said, what are you doing? Uh, the, the box was in, like, it looked like a construction site. It was a construction site. Have you ever done that before? No, I have not. It just I've sort of... Bassendine Oval, and that's as bad uh, as it gets. Uh, yeah, you are. Just an ordinary year. I can't wait. I'll tell you, next season we're going to be standing at the can bar, and you're just going to be open to feedback. I'm going to have a booth. I'm going to charge $2 for everyone who wants to give you some feedback. <laughs> 
but it, it, it actually, like, it's half laughable when we saw the conditions that they were calling the game through. But then you have a look and go, well, <laughs> there's been some complaints from the AFLW girls about the facilities they've been given as players, let alone we need to upgrade some facilities for... AFLW, that's for sure. Off the cuff question for you, Scott. There we go. You've just thought of this one, haven't you? No, no, You're no. Just got excited. Do you think Kiara Bowers was underdressed at the Fremantle oh, AFLW yeah. Club <laughs> Champion Awards? <laughs> yeah. Do you not like working with me? Do you want me? <laughs> I'm asking. Well, listen. So, so in all seriousness, to paint the picture, Kiara, who is the club champion four times yeah, over, and is an absolute star, but just was wearing a nice pant and a nice shirt and some casual shoes. And that's fine. She looked beautiful. Looked beautiful. But do you think she was underdressed? Do you think they're like if, 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 dress code, jacket maybe? Oh, well, Just a jacket? Too, everyone else seemed to be frocked right up. Now, no, no, you like don't have a, to wear a dress. No, but, but there's dress, I don't know what the dress standards were of the night. Um, so whatever makes you feel comfortable, okay. I suppose. But I, I have no idea what the dress standards were. <laughs> but, yeah. Off the cuff? Yeah. <laughs> for, for me? Just floundering. <laughs> Uh, the ICC, uh, the, was the ICC World Cup just a blip for the Australian team or are we in for a sustained period of mediocrity? Oh, look, oh, look, you've come to the wrong place. No, I haven't. You're across all sports. Oh, I think we've got issues. I think they've got serious issues. And I, and I seriously believe that the tail is wagging the dog. Yeah. And until that's sorted, till we go back to the hierarchical structure of any sporting team starts at the top... But at the moment, it looks like the players have got a lot to say in regards to how they prepare, when they prepare, structures, places. And, See, people, and, and people, I don't know if that's true, but that's the way it looks from the yeah, outside. It does, doesn't it? It looks like that. Perception's a big thing. We might be we miles off the mark. Much. No, we, we might be miles off the mark. Yeah, we might be. Um, but that's how it appears. And because we had – people get up or accuse us of, of, of being biased because we are unabashed Justin Langer fans, but he – Took us from the brinks of despair, set and standards, and took us and Tim Payne and took us to mm. the top of the tree again. Mm. And now that was too much for some. The standards seem to have slipped, and we and we're paying the price on field. Good, uh, you answered your own question there. Now the other one is: Do you think Justin Langer should have expanded on his answer in regards to Colin <laughs> Maxwell breaking his leg in a backyard freak accident? I don't think he needed to. <laughs> I think he's. I don't think he believes the statement that's come out. <laughs> Um, his response to, I said, well, it's okay, JL, because alcohol wasn't involved. I've stated that alcohol wasn't involved. And he went. Yep, and left it at that. Left, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, last one for you. Can I just, have you, unless you've got one for no, me. No, 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 we used them up already. I, I really want to concentrate on the sprays that you've yeah, given I, over I, the I, past. Okay, well, I don't think that's important. You've already made some, I loved it. Made some very ordinary um, accusations here on this morning's show <laughs> in the early edition. Now, I'm going to leave you with this. Yeah, don't worry, it's going to get back. Uh, <laughs> may I just mention this for you? Mediation. Do you think oh boy. East Perth are running to a different salary cap than every other waffle team at the moment? No, 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 no. I have no idea about that. No <laughs> idea whatsoever. And I wouldn't accuse any team of uh, cheating the salary cap because the footy commission would be all over them and be going through everyone's books with a fine-tooth comb, I'd imagine. Nowadays, they haven't for some time. There's one club that everyone knows got away with it for a long time. But, but there's no way would I accuse a club of that. It's twenty-eight. Well, it's done wrong. Just sign some players. And... Twenty-eight away. I'm asking a question. I don't have the answer. I don't, I don't if think... I knew the answer, I wouldn't have asked the question. I would assume they're not. 
28 away from eight. You would too. Time to get away. Mike Kelly's going to join us. He's in, been in Kazakhstan, of course, yeah. Australian boomers coach. He returned to Perth yesterday after his trip to Kazakhstan. 97.50 they had the win over Kazakhstan. Tight. That's, yeah. <laughs> Tight one. And don't forget, the Wildcats are back in action Thursday night. Perth Wildcats this season. Head to ticketdeck.com.au now. Myself in one side. It's been so good to see him live yesterday. <laughs> it would have been awesome. What happened, mate? Well, the boss decided that uh, the ferry from East didn't need to go at 12.30 and no one had anywhere to be and there was not something big happening at Rodney's and we just cancelled that one. Why didn't you just go down to the... To it wasn't an option. Rouse Head. That wasn't an option for Why me. not? Because it just wasn't. <laughs> Mate, you could have gone to Rouse Head and could there's a boat leaves there every half hour. They were supposed to leave Hillary's. Yeah, but yeah. mate, if well, you want to cancel the ferry, unless the thing sunk. There's no need to cancel. If you want to live outside the metropolitan area, you pay the price for stuff like that. Breaking news. Not those golden triangle pool. We had Mr. Whippy there yesterday. <laughs> Mr. Whippy. Breaking news. How much do you reckon you get cost for a single cone, Mr. Whip, yesterday? Mark Duffield? I haven't bought a single cone for a long time, so. <laughs> Not enough. I used to be I used to be a spearmint Sunday. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> spearmint Sorry. Sunday. Spearmint Sunday. A little look inside. Breaking news, Sports Entertainment Network, which is us, extends its commitment to local sport, partnering with the Goldfields Football League, okay? SEN Goldfields, hello to our Goldfields audience, 16 11 a.m. will become the new home of the GFL, of course. So uh, this is how it's going to work. Fans will be sport for choice with the GFL match of the round available on SEN Goldfields 11, uh, 16 11 and available via the SEN app. A weekly program will also accompany the live coverage, previewing the action ahead of the upcoming round and highlighting the local stars. Well done to everyone involved. So everyone up in the goldfields and to Graham Borchett and the team up there at the GFL. We look forward to our involvement up there. We might even head up there and do a week of shows up there as well, a few breakfast shows just to, to launch at 6 and 11 a.m. I just thought about that at the top of my head. Yeah, that'd be good for a bloke who doesn't have another job. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not my concern. <laughs> could be. Could hey, be Mark Duffield joins us. Mornings with Duff for between uh, Mark Duffield yeah. uh, between eight and ten Monday to Wednesday. How was your first? How was your week last week? Yeah. You had three or three That's days. Good. Okay, yeah, it was good. It was good. Actually, Thursdays you wake up early. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well done on winning uh, a Clarion Award too uh, in the uh, Media yeah. Entertainment Arts Alliance Awards on the weekend. What's the Clarion Award for? I think it's kind of like a farewell tour. You know? <laughs> I, think. I, I did say in my speech, I did that Monty Python thing. I said, well, I, I'm not quite dead yet. I <laughs> <laughs> well, you should say the Clarion because, you know, the Clarion, a great Australian TV show called Bellbird, which I used to watch. Oh. Roger was the editor of oh. the Clarion. Roger Green, the yeah. editor of the Clarion newspaper. There you go. You remember, remember that? See? Uh, Roy, Roy, Roy and David Emerson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, Rhoda. Um, and uh, Terry Norris was the copper. Hey, uh... With Magic Round, so to speak, I put it out there. I'm calling everyone's round. Uh, you're calling well, it Australia Round. What do you think? I, didn't, I don't like it. I'm not settled idea? on that. You got an idea? Stuffing a. Stuffing around. 
Oh. I just don't see... Boo-hoo. Oh, humbug to you. I, the AFL does a lot of great things. Oh, my things. God. I just who don't the see... hell cares? Kane <laughs> Corns has walked in. Go on. We, we, we have a great home and away series. I think the one thing they need to fix is crowds at GWS matches and crowds at Metricon Stadium. And I think everything else about the home and away round works. And um, I don't know. I just... I just no don't, need, you just I just don't no need for it. They're going to fix crowds there. They're going to take them right away and take them all to Adelaide. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There'll be, be nothing to bag. You take it to Unley, the unfinished yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah. Do you see Jason Bennett was commentating the women's final inside the scaffolding? Inside, like they had just scaffolding yeah. and, and bars and everything in front of you. Yeah, like headphones and a hard hat. <laughs> was, was that the one where the storm was yeah. on the weekend? Yeah, that horrible. was wild. It was there. wild, and almost. And they lucky they got the game ahead. So do, in the end, yeah. So do you think that Magic Round, whatever it's going to be called, has just been bought it's by a, the South Australian Tourism? Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to know. It'll be interesting to know what the WA Tourism Department bid because I think they, they felt they had a strong bid. So it'll be interesting to know what this costs. That'll if every club's in. getting $500,000 out, well, yeah. there's nine mil. So yeah, that's, that's it's, a good point. A lot of money. Hey, what do you got coming up after 8 o'clock? Paul Fitzpatrick, the new West Coast chairman. Of course, um, big interviews with Glenn Quarterman in the Western Sunday Times at the weekend. Uh, we'll be talking to Barat Sundarayson about uh, Matters World Cup, and we'll be talking about Kiara Bowers, whose dress sense you have questioned. No, I just think there should have been a jacket involved. No, what, she looks fine. She's gorgeous, and she's a superstar, and it doesn't really matter what she wears, to be honest. I just raised a question without notice because Scott mentioned it when he walked in. Oh, four, four, <laughs> he four, just said, oh. you think she should have worn a jacket? Oh. Four-time oh. best and fairest winner. Great player. Unreal player. And I had a lot to say about Trent Cooper. Mark Duffield after eight o'clock joining us mornings with Mark Duffield and he wants to does he wants to call it Stop Stuffing Around Round. <laughs> and, and also, Scotty, it's a ferry, not a fairy. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, he's some birds of take it. Cats are back in action on Thursday night here at RAC Arena when they take on South East Melbourne Phoenix. They've had the FIBA break, and a part of that break was the Boomers going across to Kazakhstan to uh, try and qualify and get their ticket for the 2023 FIBA World Cup. And Mike Kelly, who's the associate coach, of course, uh, for the Perth Wildcats, is the coach of the Boomers, has been kind enough to join us fresh from landing back in Kazakhstan. Didn't do any sightseeing, mate. Good morning. <laughs> well, we did we did some sightseeing. We saw the saw the sights that we could. It was a little chilly, and snowing and uh and windy, but it was uh kind of a cool atmosphere. I got the job done, that's the main thing. It was pretty comprehensive, ninety seven fifty. Please don't give me the straight line answer. Uh you didn't go over there expecting to lose, I'd imagine. No, we we brought a, a really strong team. Um and uh and the prep has been pretty good just because we've had a little bit of continuity with the group over the last few uh, few windows after the last over the last six months or so so we knew that we were strong um, you just never know like they had they were doing well in the qualifiers they stretched uh, China in the last game they played them and China's pretty strong so you just don't know and you have to play your best to uh, to make sure you do win. Mike, I know you've got to be respectful, and we appreciate that, but I reckon the toughest thing about the trip was probably the flight. It's a fairly long one, and uh, at quarter time, and I know you, 
You know, as you said, you never know what's going to happen. You never know if your players are on or off. But uh, by quarter time, when you led by 31, I thought you, I reckon you were pretty comfortable. Yeah, that was a little surprising right there. Um, it, it had no idea. We thought it was going to be a grind, uh, at least a tough game. And uh, But we did feel confident going in, so it was great the way the guys stepped up. Uh, we had a couple of empty possessions, and then Nick K hit a three, and the boys were rolling. They certainly did, and it was dominant at 97.50. Mike Kelly, the coach of the Boomers, is with us, and they uh, booked their ticket into the 13th FIBA World Cup to be played Indonesia, Japan, and Philippines August to September next year. Hey, Luke Travers didn't go. It was a last-minute decision to, to come out. He'd uh, uh, basically looking after his welfare. Does that come from the NBA? Does that call get made by them? No, I don't think so. I think it was Luke. Like He was really fired up to go um, two weeks before... We were going. It was just all all positive, and uh, then he just was his body really was run down and uh, had a little niggle with his knee. Uh, just wanted to make sure he, he strengthened that and was was healthy for uh, for the rest of the season with the Wildcats. So he was very disappointed, and uh, I think it was hard for him to kind of tell us. And but it was the best decision I think for his body. And if you're not ready to go 100%, then it's a it's a really long way to go to to not be 100%. So I think he made the right choice. Okay, so put your Wildcats hat on there for Thursday. Will he definitely line up? You know what? I haven't seen him since I've been back, but I, I have no reason to think he wouldn't. I mean, he played all the way up uh, to the window, and uh, he just was he just was a little off, so I think he'll be fine. Well, you also uh, were expected to go to Iran as well, but pulled the, uh, the pin on the Iran tour? Yeah, that was... Uh, by government advice um, to not go to Iran at this time. So, uh, you know, you follow, you follow their, uh, their advice. And uh, we had, we played Iran in Bendigo a few months ago and, and it was, again, it was a grind for a little while. And then the, we kind of took over in the late in the game, one by 30 um, after they had tied it up. But uh, so it would have been a really tough match going there um, in, a, in a really, tough atmosphere as well but uh yeah i think for everybody's uh well-being it was uh you know i know my wife was like what you're gonna you're thinking about going where and uh yeah safety first and uh it's a real shame that we didn't get to play the game but uh but we got the one in kazakhstan yeah that is the main part of it uh, you enjoying that f- full role of being the coach mike are you enjoying that it's amazing I just uh, can't believe I get the opportunity um, to to represent Australia and to work with these guys, and it's just very high level. And uh, I'm super grateful to uh, Basketball Australia and Brian Gorgian while he's away um, to step into the breach. Brilliant stuff, well, and you just got to keep on winning, which is great. Uh, on a selfish front, how did to, uh, Todd Blanchfield and Mitch Norton both go over there against Kazakhstan? Uh, Toddy's just not just not getting the points production that we know he's capable of uh, for the Wildcats. We look forward to seeing what he can do on Thursday. How's he travelling? Yeah, he was he was really good. Really, um, he seems to be doing like he shot the ball well, and uh, and it was like a real spread of of minutes for all the guys, so he he didn't play more than half the game, but uh, he's just getting to the boards. He, he knocked down a pull-up uh, pull three in transition that was really smooth. Um, I, I think it's good for both of them. Mitch had seven assists, um, and he was all over the place like he like he does. So uh, I think for them it was just a little change of pace, and uh, hopefully that's like uh, 
a little breath of fresh air for them and they come back fired up. Are you ready to go, Mike, for the rest of the season with the Wildcats obviously breaking that, that losing streak with a great win over Adelaide. Uh, what's the feeling? Uh, is that the little win that we needed, the circuit breaker, that now we start clicking and moving forward? Yeah, I hope so, because uh, we had played some some pretty good basketball, lost a really close one to Southeast Melbourne um, a couple weeks before. You know, I've been away for a week, but I'm I'm just hoping that you guys and everybody else has been talking about our one-game winning streak the whole time. As you know, Mike, we are the owners. Yeah. We do talk one about in, winning streaks. Being one in a, <laughs> one in a row has been a there beauty. You go. That's right. It, it, starts, it starts with one, right? And, Absolutely. Uh, it does. Yeah. So, yeah, we're uh, – It'll be a great game against Southeast Melbourne, and uh, and yeah, we we have a good team. We just have to put it together for four quarters and not for three quarters. Yeah, and exactly we'll, uh, right. We'll do great. Oh, well, it's yeah. interesting. We talk about the faith of the Wildcats Red Army, Mike. Uh, on Saturday night was the Ronald McDonald House Charity Auction uh, and Ball. It's Adam Gilchrist yep. is the patron, of course. And let me tell you, the SEG Group, Sports Entertainment Group, donated a courtside box for two games for eight people oh. to the two games for the Wildcats. Eighteen thousand dollars was wow. the donation. So it goes to show there the amazing. fans still love it, mate. They love the Wildcats and the Red Army will be pumping again on Thursday night against Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Uh, well done over there, mate. Uh, hopefully uh, you rest it up and you get to. Tra- is it training this morning? You're straight back. It, there's a few guys shooting this morning, so I'll, I'll get in there and uh, just see some faces. Good on you, mate. Well done, Boomer. Nice work by you. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Mike Kelly, he's uh, just uh, – how good is uh, – have Mike Kelly in WA one to be uh, said to be stepping in for, of course, Brian Gorgian too. He's just yeah. one of the bona fide – for those who don't know Mike Kelly, he's one of the bona fide legends of the NBL. Credentials. Legends. Credentials stack up against anyone. He does. Well, I mean, as you, as, as you know, they're, not, they're, they're playing the Magic this week, South East Melbourne Magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're a tough competition. This. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight away from eight. Hey, Mark Duffield's in after eight o'clock and the new chairman of the West Coast Eagles, uh, Paul Fitzpatrick, is going to be his guest in the studio. So looking forward to hearing. And Kiara Bowers, of course, four-time winner of the fairest and best down there at the Fremantle Football Club. Outstanding. It's also one of the feature guests. And Barat Sundaraisen as we wind up the World Cup of Cricket as well. Keep the calls coming. Keep the texts coming. Don't forget, 13 is the Tookie Depot open line. And you can text 0487 736 736 and win free McCafe coffee for a year by simply visiting the My Maccas app. Something a little bit different right now. Don't forget, we're live from Ascot tomorrow with Gareth Hall. We're going simul. We're simulcasting tomorrow. We're trackside. Tell me if I need to do anything different. Yeah, just wear a tracksuit. But we can borrow uh, Paul Heaters, who's got his uh, purple number on again today. Hey, just quickly, Rain of the Lyrebird at Taronga Zoo. Yeah. We're going to leave you with this. This is Rain of the Lyrebird, who does thing. fire evacuation emergency. This is a bird, a lyrebird at the Taronga Zoo. Have a great day, everyone. We're on your radio tomorrow morning from 6 o'clock, live from Ascot with Giddy Up with Gareth and the whole team out live at the trackside. <laughs> It's a real bird. It's a liar bird. He's too smart. Something needs to happen to that bird. It needs to go missing. Are you telling the truth?